The U.S. has been urged to disclose evidence of UFOs after a whistleblower, former intelligence official, said the government has possession of intact and partially intact alien vehicles. This was the opening paragraph from The Guardian's Adam Gabbett in his June 6th reporting. On today's episode, we will go over what was said, what it means, and we will mix a couple of reports from a 1981 book that might support some of whistleblower and former intelligence official David Bruch. You are now entering the realm of the Freaky Deaky, an unsuspecting stop at the crossroads of fantasy and reality, where the frayed edges of make-believe seep into this cookie-cutter, white picket world you've been led to believe is far from extraordinary. What you're about to hear are true stories. Alleged true stories. Christian, just... Okay. Tales of the strange and inexplicable thought only to exist in film and folklore. Although difficult to accept, we do not know everything about this reality. About time or space, what lies beneath the ocean's depths. And try though we might, the unchanging truth remains. There are some things we legitimately cannot explain logically. Welcome back to the Freaky Deaky. I hope you guys enjoyed those two weeks of us recording at night when energy levels were still relatively high, because all that is out the window. Even though, it, I mean, it's 6.30 a.m. right now, so never mind. I'm I'm awake. Christian is still getting there. Back to normal. Doesn't feel normal. It feels, I know, it feels like it's been too long. A lot, a lot has changed since our last recordings. Welcome back to the show, folks. To get started, actually, I'd like to give a shout out to a couple of new listeners. We've been getting a couple emails from uh, you folks. <laughs> what was that noise, Christian? It showed up on the recording. <laughs> that's that Sound like there's a small man inside of you fighting his way out. He's like, Te- <laughs> technically, it's not a man. We, hmm. it's what you might call a demon. Oh, and he's not supposed to talk when I'm recording. Not the first time we've heard from him, but it he probably will. probably won't be the last either, and that's fine. He will suffer because of it. Yeah, you will pay for this. No, uh, anyway, uh, I want to give a shout out to a couple of people that have taken the time to not only write in, but to inspire us with their words. And first and foremost, we got my guy, John, and his son, Nathaniel, who is on a ranger crew known as the Bush Wookiees from the Ministry of Natural Resources Fire Division Bush Wookiees, Cochrane, Ontario. John wrote in saying that the uh, him and the boys are enjoying the show. And we're actually in the process of sending out some decals to you guys. We hope you're staying safe out there in those wildfires, taking care of business as you do. And we appreciate you guys tuning in. Truly looking forward to your stories, John. I know you said you got some experiences that you want to share. And Christian and I are on the edge of our seats. We're ready for them. Ready and willing. Bigfoot. Maybe. I don't know. We'll find out. Uh, the other I would like to give a shout out to is Melanie, who took the time to send us an email a couple days ago talking about how she just found the show, really enjoys the show. She's a big fan of UFOs, UAPs, UPS, FedEx, and BINGO. 
and an even bigger fan of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. So shout out to Melanie. That was a very nice message. That was. It was very sweet. And we love getting those kinds of messages from you guys. That kind of, that you guys are the lifeblood of this show. And hearing from you is always a good time. And then on top of that, Melanie took the time to comment on one of our Instagram posts and tag a couple friends and help us share the show that way. And that is awesome. So if you're new to the show, consider sharing it. Consider telling your friends about it. If you know people that are into super weird stuff or just like having a good hunky-dory time, that doesn't um, hunky dory. Hunky dory doesn't really match our branding so much. It's like a freaky deaky time, but that sounds too sexual. See, now we're, we're we need to find a good middle ground. It's got to be like it's okay. Spooky, sinister. Yeah, have disturbing. a spooky, sinister, disturbing time. Do you have people in your like, life that are into that? I kind of like the disturbing one for some reason. Do you like disturbing times, friends? Anyway, share the show on social media. You can tag us at FreakyDeekyPod. You can find us at FreakyDeekyPod on Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube, where you can like and subscribe to the show. As well as, you know, if you're on TikTok, find us at TFT Paranormal. Send us messages. Send us your spooky, spooky stories. We're all about that. We are your new favorite spooky ghost podcast. That's the way. Uh-huh, uh-huh. We like it. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. What is anyway, wrong with you? <laughs> anyway, so today we're going to be talking about some uh, alien stuff. Am I right? No, that's literally what I titled the episode. I have no idea what exactly we're diving into, but I know there's a lot of people talking about weird alien crashes in Las Vegas and all this stuff. And there's also a lot of weird information going out there that is probably not factual. So Christian's here to set his wet blanket down across the land uh, from sea to shining sea. <laughs> I don't think that's globally even. It's a large wet blanket, folks. It takes up some time, some space. I think you're a little off on your. I'm it's I feel I don't feel tired right now, but I feel delirious. So that's an awesome way to record, though. When I the days Mm. I felt a little delirious. Yeah. Best episodes ever. So, yeah, if you're new to the show, also, please take a minute out of your time. Rate and review the show wherever you're listening. Apple Podcasts, Spotify. Super easy process. Super quick. And it really does help us grow the show out. And I believe that's all the housekeeping. So I'm just going to hand it over to Christian now, who is going to tell you all about how real aliens are and his bouts with instant constipation. And that's fine. I, I don't really find it instant if you really think about it. If you just go back through time, you kind of figure out what the problem was. Bananas. <laughs> Must have been bananas. You've experienced that too, I see. Yes. Anyway, so with all the. You know, we haven't recorded in a couple of weeks. I know. Isn't that the way it goes? Something major happens when we're like a few episodes ahead and yeah. taking a break. And this, that major thing this time was a, was a whistleblower with all kinds of good credentials. I felt it was time. Um, among other things, though, it was the whistleblower. And then there was crash landing of alleged aliens in Vegas. There's like all these weird alien stuff going around. Here's, here's why I don't trust the one in Vegas. It's just well-known black men. No. <laughs> okay what happens in vegas stays in vegas yes and so if it really did happen we, we wouldn't, wouldn't know yeah we would know nothing about it yeah. but also shout out the golden knights who got their first stanley cup and they deserved it they did great they team played, they played really well i'm glad to see that they're gonna lose a couple people but for our, so my team has a better chance there you go our team our collective team yeah so anyway what was i talking about if you want to bring Probably up, aliens. I don't know too much about what's going on with the Las Vegas stuff. So if you want to bring that up at hey, any time. 
Nobody does. All right. Everyone has their own opinion on it. And it's everything that I've seen, like every podcast that we subscribe to or follow has been just diarrhea exploding stories from this all over social media. And it's to the point where I'm like, okay, nobody's even looking into it. They're just sharing. And it's like this weird echo chamber. That's literally all across the map. And I'm like, Ugh, I'm done. I'm done with the aliens and the Vegas and the things and the stuff. You know what? I What makes me think, because the Vegas story is so crazy. Mm. I'm like, and Vegas is notorious for being a spot of misinformation coming out of. Mm. What if that's just misinformation because of the other stuff that we're about to dig into? Maybe. Because that's kind of ridiculous. That No matter what, the way it's been reported in Vegas, they've made it sound ridiculous. Whoever's mm. reporting it. Yeah. Like it and and it comes out after the other information. So it's like, okay, we got the credible stuff according to this guy's associates. Sure. And over but now let's put out the the like really out there story that people will not believe as much mm. to kind of offset and or make them doubt the original story. I mean, who's to say? We'll yeah. find out yeah, in we'll, time. I think we'll have a little bit about that in the episode. Now that we got some background, I'll, I'll get into it. It'll be a little bit different structure than what we've been doing because we're going to talk about the whistleblower. And then I'm going to I threw in some stories from a book I just happened to be reading right now hmm. that might support some of the evidence. Nice. So, I like when evidence is supported with uh, with other evidence. Yeah. If we call it evidence, but some people call it evidence. We'll get into that. All right. So sorry, my voice went up a little. Yeah. All right. So. It's like the spit moved to one side of my mouth and left the other side open and all the noise came out. I'm not even going to save that spit sound clip because I have so many random sound clips of you talking about the spit in your mouth. So <laughs> I think we're good on that. Thank God. But thank you, Jesus. Mm. All right. We, we will be using various sources, but we need to shout out the article by The Debrief. By it's called The Debrief? The Debrief. <laughs> the is, Debrief? Or is it? The, yeah, The Debrief. Sorry, <laughs> man. <laughs> You know, the debrief. Yeah. I don't yeah. know why I said it like that. I, well, in conversation, it is, you can debrief someone. Yes. But, and there's, I don't know, it's the English language is so messed up in general, but yeah. I think it's also worse on some words because I'm, I've been doing, trying to learn a different language. Mm, yeah. You're and trying to get away from English. So sometimes it like screws up the way I say when I regular words that I'm used to saying yeah. forever. Anyway, you, it's an article by Leslie Keen and Ralph Blumenthal. And it was published on June 5th of this year, 2023, in case you're listening to it a different year. Hey, for the record, the date is also posted on each episode. You can find that at the bottom, I think, of wherever you're listening. Irrelevant information that nobody asked for, and I delivered, and it's fine. Today I learned... How to waste time on a podcast. <laughs> Guardian story. We also use the Guardian story from June 6th and the book MJ-12 and the Riddle of Hangar 18 by Timothy Green Beckley, published in 1981. Beautiful. It's a weird book I found at a used bookstore here in Alaska, I think. And I don't, I, I think we might have just started podcasting when I found this book and I grabbed it just in case. Cause the, so it was many moons ago. Yeah, because the cover had a big old alien on it. And that's all you need. Yeah. I mean, this is a weird book, almost like when you'd get at a convention because it has no price on it. It's so self-published. It, yeah, it seems like it, but I looked it up a little bit and you can find it online, like information about it. It was just a weird book, but weird, weird, fine. We're going to try to do the story from the Freaky Deaky podcast point of view, which will probably end up with Scott and I arguing. That is 
the overall premise of the show. So it seems like things might not be too different after all. Wait a second. The overall premise. So does that mean you've changed the premise from trying to convert me to just arguing now? Yeah. Because you you believe in a lot of stuff. You start, like, when we started, you're like, that's not real. And now you're like, well, I guess I can kind of see. But if it's real, it's it's different than what you're, so you're just, you just like to argue. And I'm like, okay, that's fine. You can believe in stuff and just argue about it. I don't like to argue. Mm. I'm not aggressive unless it's hockey. Anyway, the whistleblower is named David Charles Grush. And that's the way I'm saying it. The Grush. I mean, it could be Grush, but. Could be Grouish. No, that's not it. You never really, have you met him? Hmm. I have not met him, well, but it's go. spelled G-R-U-S-C-H. So it could be like... Grush would be, a, it sounds like a weird last name. Yeah, it's it feels like, but yeah, it's just, I think it's Grush, Grush, whatever. Who? You guys get it. You guys have heard about him. People listening mm-hmm. to us probably know the story. Yeah, but what they don't give anywhere else is us talking about how to pronounce the name for 10 minutes. So... I did hear exclusive content, exclusive content. It's not. I've heard another, I've heard another group of people that, that I (sighs) listened to have a similar conversation Mm. and they probably went in there. This is how to say the name. And then they said it on, on the microphone and they're like, but maybe it's this. Yeah. That's like you with a couple episodes back talking about the Appalachian mountains, which is, we're going to, I know it hasn't released yet, but I know people are going to be like, it's actually Appalachian. Which is fine. I'm saying it with yeah. a California accent. Wow. Yeah. And just picture him holding a surfboard and doing the hang 10 sign every time you hear him say Appalachian and then you'll be fine. Yeah. I mean, I believe the, it's the it's said the way they say it. it's mm. said. I mean, I'm fa- I'm fine with that. I just sometimes. You just like to go against the system. No, I just just that's the way I learned to say it. I grew up in the 70s. We didn't do anything right. That checks out. Yeah. Actually, it was our parents fault. Oh, cool. Yeah. Blaming the generation before you also checks out. Yeah. You'll do it soon. No, I blame the generation after me. Gen Z is annoying as hell. They're they're fine. They're annoying. And that's fine. It's fine to be annoying. My parents thought I was annoying. Probably still do. I think Gen Z is annoying. Mainly they're fast food workers who have zero respect for service. Stop. Stop. It took them 30 minutes to get me Carl's Jr. yesterday, Christian. I will not stop. I will not stop. Do you ever think it's not their choice that it's the corporate choice to slow things down. Sometimes well, I wonder if it comes. Sometimes you uh, wonder about weird stuff. Yeah, right? I do. Anyway, let's get back to the story. Okay. Uh, no, not your, not your bigotry. It, it was cold. I spent almost $70 on DoorDash and I got cold Carl's Jr. And they missed the onion rings, Christian. And I'm still upset about it. This is exactly it's fine. My, my problem with DoorDash mm. with, and a fast food restaurant. It doesn't work. It barely works when you pick it up and get it home. French fries are no good by the time you pick them up and get them home. Wow. That's why you have to eat them in the car. Wow. So different opinions, but it's fine. That's not the podcast. And if you're playing a drinking game, I've said that's fine about three times this episode. So you're probably already a little buzzed. Yeah, we're, we went way off on a tangent there. Anyway, David Grush, mm. 36, a decorated former combat officer in Afghanistan, is a veteran of the National Geospatial Intelligence Agency also known as the NGA, in the National Reconnaissance Office, NRO. Mm. He served as the Reconnaissance Office representative to the Unidentified Aerial Phenomenon Task Force. Try abbreviating that one. UAPT. Mm. Yeah. Actually, pretty good for one try. UAPT. <laughs> Are you from UAPT? <laughs> yeah. This was uh, 2019 to 2021. 
From late 2021 to July of 2022, he was the NGA's co-lead for UAP analysis and its representative to the task force. All right, so I'm going to stop right there and I'm going to say already believe anything this guy's going to say based solely on those credentials. I mean, the reason those credentials come out is to make you believe what he's saying, to make you feel more comfortable with what he's saying, Any, but, which makes sense. I mean, those are impressive. Yeah. Well, would you prefer it to be, yeah, we got uh, this information from Hobo Dan lives underneath the overpass off the 97. Scott, I know you want to buy this product, but wait, there's more. But wait, there's less. Some of that was fake. No. In a 2022 performance evaluation, Laura A. Potter, Deputy Chief of Staff for Intelligence. And aunt to Harold G. Potter. Yeah, they're, they're, they're the Potters that came to America early and didn't go to Hogwarts. But anyway, Staff for Intelligence Headquarters, Department of the Army, described Grush as an officer with the strongest moral compass. Mm, uh-oh. Uh-oh for everyone else. So, that you can, so he's a kiss-ass. Uh, he's a good worker. A good kiss-ass worker. That's the best. I mean, strong moral compass coming from an intelligence official is pretty good stuff. Uh, never mind. I don't know what I was going to say. But you went into it with such confidence and bravado that I was really excited about it. I was like, so what? Yep. Oh. Okay. Grush was representative. I went pretty far without messing up like that, though. Grush is represented by Charles McCullough III, hmm. senior partner of the Compass Rose Legal Group in Washington and the original inspector general of the intelligence community, confirmed by the U.S. Senate in 2011. At the time, McCullough re reported directly to the then Director of National Intelligence, James R. Clapper, and oversaw intelligence officers responsible for audits, inspections, and investigations. So we got a lot of high up people in our intelligence community here so far. Yeah. So how are they going to paint him with a dirty brush and tell, tell us the information he's sharing is all lies? Maybe it's not. Well, exactly. It's not. That's for sure. But maybe it's not. No, I'm pretty sure, man. I haven't even heard the whole story and I'm already sold. That's why they that's why they put it out. Thanks, them. In May 2022, McCullough filed a disclosure of urgent concerns, complaint of reprisal on behalf of Grush with the ICIG about detailed information that Grush had gathered beginning in 2019 while working for the UAP task force. And a lot of this is coming from, like I said, the two the two newspaper articles mm. that were originally reported. The one from uh, the debrief; those two reporters were actually the one I, I I believe they were the ones that wrote in the New York Times back when a lot of the stuff first came out. Same two reporters. Interesting. Yeah. An unclassified version of the complaint provided to the paper states that Grush has direct knowledge that UAP-related classified information has been withheld and or concealed from Congress by elements of the intelligence community to purposely and intentionally thwart legitimate congressional oversight of the UAP program. And this is all testimony that Grush provided for the classified complaint that was provided under oath. Mm. So you get the... The gist? Yeah, this guy's basically... The whole reason he's a whistleblower is because he went to, went to Congress or went to government and blew said, a few whistles and said hey yeah these your boy this is being kept from you which means if it's being kept from our politicians it's being kept from us so when is this guy gonna get accidentally you know once you release all the information you're general generally it's useless to silence you 
There's a thing called revenge. I'm not sure if you've heard of it or not. That, but when you when revenge is involved in a lot of these things, it shines light even brighter. So you almost yeah. got to leave it alone. God, they must theory, eat in, them up. In theory. In theory, yes. Yeah. He's also probably going to accidentally get in a, a boating accident. Something's gone horribly wrong with Mr. Grush. <laughs> in July 2021, Grush confidentially provided classified information to the Department of Defense Inspector General con- concerning the withholding of UAP-related information from Congress, which I kind of just said, but I got a little ahead of myself. Classic. Grush would file a complaint after he was revealed to individuals or entities within the DOD and the intelligence community. So he went and and testified in a classified setting and somehow his name got out there. Must not have been very classified. Yes. And he, and he, so he faced retaliation that would last months. Yeah. Which is why for the course. Well, once that happens, that's the whole reason you become a whistleblower is because you are being retaliated Mm. because you're trying to phones tapped families threatened i mean that's what the movies say who knows what it really is maybe it's something as simple as like you won't get promoted if you keep talking about this which Mm. in you know especially when you're talking about all the people he's working with in those levels that is uh that could be a a pretty good threat yeah and in you know a little thing in the intelligence community could make you lose your job sure like having no intelligence yeah it's probably the first thing to make you lose your job There should be a background check that screens that, but we all know that that doesn't always work. It doesn't. It almost never works. Yeah. We think that the government is like this tight organization where everything is exactly where it should be, but the government is just as misorganized as your local Denny's. It's really just a hosh posh of people trying to get through the day, having bad life experiences outside of work. I've always felt- Coming in tired. Yeah. I've always felt the government is as disorganized as wherever I live. You're like, oh, there's junk over there that I should clean up. I'll get to it tomorrow. Yeah, I'll just let $16 trillion more dollars be added. It's fine. What could go wrong? <laughs> so you still believe in Grush, right? No matter what? Uh, this feels like a setup of no, some I mean, kind. it's not but a setup. I don't mean to Like, I'm going to be set. like, yeah, I sure do. And then you're like, well, it turns out that he's a lunatic. And then here's why. But yeah, I still believe him. Lunatic and all. Yeah, I mean, it's not a setup. Grush coming forward might just open the floodgates of others who have similar knowledge. You know, once, 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 one person talks, other people tend to sometimes. But in this case, the article talks about a Jonathan Gray, the intelligence officer specializing in UIP analysis at the National Air and Space Intelligence Center. He was also part of the debrief article. The existence of complex historical programs involving the coordinated retrieval and study of exotic materials dating back to the early 20th century. So that's exotic materials. Yeah. Early 20th century. That's like 1900s. That is 1900s. Yeah. And he says they should no longer remain a secret. The majority of retrieved foreign exotic materials have a prosaic terrestrial explanation and origin, but not all. And any number higher than zero in this category represents an undeniable significant statistical percentage say that a few times you know i know i feel like i almost have to that was hard to say it was hard to listen to as well but we'll let it pass anyway you don't have a button for me so far Uh... you've been so enthralled by the story you forgot you had buttons huh black men just stop it (laughs) does that is that what you want no you gigantic racist the air force 
The Air Force is not known for its openness after years of filling the question of UFOs with misinformation and debunking of stories, if you're familiar with, like... Yeah, I hate that. Yeah. A vast array of our most sophisticated... I mean, that's where Jonathan Gray's working, of course, so that's what they're referring to. Mm. I don't think I needed to explain that. I, I apologize, people. Scott just had a really dumb look on his face. I felt like I had to explain it. Yeah. Yeah, see? See mm. what I mean? You get it. You get it. You get it. You guys understand that's what Jonathan Gray or whatever is doing somewhere or something, yeah. right? Yep. A vast array of our most sophisticated sensors, including space-based platforms, have been utilized by different agencies, typically in triplicate, to observe and accurately identify out-of-this-world nature, performance, and design of these anomalous machines, which are then, then determined not to be of earthly origin, Gray said. Now, let me ask you this. Let's say you get a job, right? And it's in this field and you come across, like you're presented with this stuff that is apparently not from Earth and all that. Wouldn't you want to tell someone to? Or would you just bag up? This is a secret for me and only me. You would want to tell people, but you are trained in these professions to not. But there's there's some things that whether you're trained or not, it, it does come down to like a moral obligation where you're like, people need to hear this. It's not the government's decision to say, oh, you little peons, you're not ready for this information. I don't. Here's some misinformation. I, I think that you are trained when you're in those kind of jobs that it's more important to keep quiet. Now, would that. you say trained or would you say brainwashed? I mean, sometimes it's or train washed. Are you train washed? You're probably not train washed, but mm. you're you you. I I wouldn't even say brainwashed, but you are drinking the Kool Aid, and we all. It's really easy to do in your place at work, and I can tell you this, um, because of where my dad worked, mm. you know, was Lockheed, and I worked out there part time just washing cars, but the whole place is filled with signs to say, "Don't believe what we tell you." No, what you see here, what you do here, leave it here. Hmm. And those are three separate signs at Lockheed in Palmdale. Now, did you just based on the, your last two sentences, did you or did you not heed the warning of those signs? I was not involved with that level. You know, what I saw was not secret. You saw mainly SUVs and trucks and some sedans. No, they were mostly cars, company cars, cheap. Better on gas. I'm sorry, were they or were they like coupes or were they sedans? You know? S sedans. Okay. So what I said was still accurate. Oh, I didn't hmm. I don't even remember what yeah, you said at this point. Backtracking. I just don't I don't recall the initial words. I, was, I did not recall the initial words. You kind of threw me off on the question and I was like, wait a second, I just wash cars, man. Which is exactly what the government does. But I did wash one time. An F sixteen. SR-71 Blackbird. Oh, very nice. The very one, nice. The one that sits out in front of oh, uh, so the one Plant 42. Yeah. Yeah, when they were... And it was like the old the old guys that used that had kind of retired from Lockheed hmm. were um, refurbishing it or getting it ready um, to, for display. So they're pulling out the engines, getting all the, the instruments out. And it's mostly just the shell. And then yeah. they like came and asked us to wash it because we had a high pressure sprayer and could wash the whole thing. And they pulled it on in and parked it for us. And they paid you $15. I don't remember what it was. This was back in like 90, 91, 92. So $15 would have been roughly $150 back then. Actually, I got paid good at this job, but it was only part-time. So gotcha. it was decent money, but it was kind of a cool experience. I also have a, a story. I don't know if I'll get to it in this for 
that comes from Lockheed. But mm. like, it's, anyway, we got off on a tangent again. But it was shocking surprise. I knew this this episode would kind of do that though, yeah. because there's a lot to talk about. Terrific. But in those jobs, they generally teach you to keep your mouth shut. It's kind of like military in a way, mm. you know. So you're doing the right thing, and especially back when some of this stuff's going on, you're a little bit more tight lip before social media comes in and you're trained social media kind of retrained everybody to share everything which is not necessarily good for all of us it mm. may be entertaining and it's great for for corporate entities oh yes we are but pigs to the slaughter yeah. lambs i guess would be the term for that but no and we that maybe we need to do another dangers of social media dangers of social media and ai mm, maybe that's in the chamber somewhere which did you get to watch black mirror yet yes that first episode, what'd you think? It was good. Yeah. It's hard to, it was not what I expected, but it was really good. Yeah. I enjoyed it. Yeah. Okay. Back again to the story. Jonathan. Jonathan. I'm trying to like, wait, did I read this part already? Probably. Jonathan Gray says secrets have been necessary, though a tough nut to crack. Potential technological, te technological advancements, advancements may be gleaned from non-human intelligence. You and, or you, you, you and or you you non you and or you you non God, this was a mm. non-human intelligence and UAP retrievals by any sufficiently advanced nation and then used to wage asymmetrical warfare so therefore some secrecy must remain he says however it is no longer necessary to continue to deny that these advanced technologies derived from non-human intelligence exist at all or to deny that these technologies have landed crashed or fallen into the hands humans huh? i almost said it oh beings yeah well but i mean he's got a point there it's fine to keep th something secret because it could be used against us yeah but to deny it altogether is not quite where we should be maybe especially yeah. since the majority of citizens in the united states believe in that there's other higher beings exactly hmm. or lower depending on your perspective or to keep it on brand alien beings okay got it <laughs> <laughs> you're always making fun of me man bruce said it was dangerous for this 80-year arms race to continue in secrecy because it further inhibits the world populace to be prepared for an unexpected non-human intelligence contact scenario so yeah that's what that's what i'm saying like do we are we not worthy of knowing stuff that's out there like i think the people have been lying so hard it's like how do they come back, back from that? Yeah. yeah it's because it's almost like if you get told now be like, okay folks gather around you idiots here's the deal there's beings out there well i think part of the problem is people in power realize that trust in government is the lowest it's ever been mm -hmm. in this country probably yeah you know, but there's certain things like it's not the government's responsibility about intergalactic bullshit. Like that's that's not the government. The government's job is to tax us out the ass and then take the money and do whatever shady shit they want to do with it. But we on a, on this planet where, you know, countries aren't actually divided by lines and all the land is the same. It's just on a map that things are divided up and everything like that. Like it's our right to know if things are out there. Like, it's not the government's right to decide if we should know if things are out there. It's our right alone, being ambassadors of Earth, I guess you could say, to know if there's extraterrestrial life, if it's, you know, underwater life, if it's, you know, there's all these theories about creatures coming from the sea or whatever. Like, that's for us to decide. 
It's not for the government to tell us that we're ready for it. Like, I agree. But yeah. sometimes I feel like somewhere along the lines, I don't know if it was us or you, me, my parents' generation, my parents' grand generation, we signed something and didn't read the fucking terms and condition. Hmm. And now the government can be like, well, we decide what you need to know. Yeah. So it's. But it's like having parents. It's like having controlling parents where you're like, I just want to be free. I mean, and maybe the the government looks at it from the same point of view. They're like, we're just trying to protect you. No, Which has there's been the no story. way. There's no way that that's what they think. There's this, no way. I agree. But no, I don't. I don't disagree. I don't. Whatever. Wow. Okay. So now you're chilling um, different. Yeah. No, I. Uh, supernatural beings. Stop it. <laughs> <laughs> um, I got lost my train of thought. But here, I, I, I think the government. <laughs> that's it. I think the government. I, I lost my train of thought. But. The government screwed up a long time ago, probably late. Yeah. The, after war, the late 40s, early 50s, and then they went to war against it in the 60s because the hippies were around. Mm. You know, so, I mean, the government screwed up so much initially after World War II with what they were trying to do, what they were trying to keep hidden, the things yeah. they were doing to gain an advantage over the Soviet Union. Sure. And some of those people are still alive, so they're afraid to let the information out. They're afraid to admit that they kind of trapped us in this place that we're at long ago. So I guess what you're saying is... I'm skeptical of that skeptic. Yes. In a quote from The Mirror, Grush said, people have been murdered... That is true. ...by non-human oh. intelligence. Intelligences. Yeah, that's kind of what our guy Phil Schneider was talking about. Yeah, and it's like... There's a lot of stories out there, man. If the stuff that Grush says is true, people have been murdered. Mm -hmm. I mean, the X-Files told us that long ago, but... Yeah, but if we're sticking within reality. Um, you didn't feel like some of the things the X-Files were talking about were like, how did he get this information? No, I never thought, how did they get this information? But I believe some of it was probably based off real shit, too. But yeah, I mean, all, like the Phil Schneider story alone is off the wall, crazy to hear. And if that is, if there was any kind of accuracy to that story, regardless of what you feel about Phil Schneider himself, that opens the floodgates, man. I mean, and that's where it's hard to tell sometimes is, do we trust this person? Yes. And it, you know, you follow a lot of the, lot of the Reddit threads I follow sometimes, man, people are like really divided over who to follow when it comes to this stuff. Yeah. I mean, I hear the arguments of like, you can't trust that guy. You can't trust this guy. Oh yeah. Yeah. Well, that's I'm like, the, who do I trust? The joys of misinformation for you that it's, and that's the whole point of it is to divide it's like the same it's, thing, like the wealthy divide the, the I don't, classes in the country. It's That's the same thing government does with the people, like con, the quote conspiracy theorists. You know, it's always divide and conquer. I think some of the misinformation was maybe done from an honest place back in the early days wow. because they were protect. And listen, hear me out. I'm not mm. giving them, for, I'm not letting them off. But they thought what they were doing was protecting the country. And that is a danger. When you do things to protect your country... To protect the power sometimes, it can be really dangerous because you might protect something that doesn't need to, that doesn't deserve protection because it's yeah. wrong. And I'm not saying that that's the case in, in all instances, but people towing the line can lead to very dangerous places. Mm. And we've seen it. I mean, we saw it in World War II. You got to be really careful what you're towing the line with. Yeah, I don't believe any of that, but okay. I don't think uh, humanity in by nature is selfish. 
So it's not ever going to be for the, the betterment of our country and its people. It's what is the best for us people in power and fuck the rest of them. That's 100 percent. it. There's not name one or two. Polit- if you can name five, I'll give you a, a, a crisp one dollar bill. Five politicians that actually give a shit about their constituents. I would not trust anybody in those positions because I don't think if they go into it with good intentions, especially if you get to Washington, D.C., yeah. you have to to pay the piper. Yeah, exactly. And the same goes, but tenfold for the military industrial complex. So nothing is good intention. It's, it's all kept because it's best for them and not best for us. So you, I mean, you can say that it's best for us all you want and you can, you know, sing that song, but I refuse not going to get these golden pipes from me, my friend. All right. I'm, I'm not going to put all the blame on them. We allow it to happen. We allow it to happen. That's right, folks. We did this to ourselves. You sound just like him. No, I, I think we, we, and not just you and I, but through history, we do not have time to be concerned hmm. with what the kings and queens are doing because oh, yes. we peasants are trying to get through the day and feed our families. That's it. You know, we don't necessarily have time to tackle. But it was designed that way. It was designed that we wouldn't have the concentration or focus to take on things like this. They distract you with every little thing along the way because they're the ones, they're the puppet masters. Like, and it sounds crazy if you're like, oh, this guy's lost his marbles. But frankly, that's like, if you just look, zoom out and look at it, that's, that's the way it is. You know, here's the scary thing about that for me. Black men. Stop. No. (laughs) (laughs) The scary part of that, of that with me is if I was in those, that position, I might be you would the do the exact same thing. And most of us would. That's the scariest thing about it. Absolute power corrupts. Absolutely. Yeah. So I'm not going to like say I'm better than them because I think sometimes, I, I mean, now maybe, but you know, when you're in those positions, when your job is to protect the United States, you do some ridiculous things that are not good for anybody. And in the end, like a good example would be 9-11. The people that did that. Always were, remember. I mean, never forget. Yeah. The the person responsible for organizing that was somebody that helped us mm. earlier. Sure. We supported him to fight against the Soviet Union, you know, so we thought we were doing the right thing and blowback came. Blowback came. So that's Christian's opinion on 9-11, if everyone was wondering. I mean. It's completely nonsense, but that's uh, cool. That's not the podcast. Yeah, you're right. I, I believe what I believe. And I, I'm skeptical of that skeptic. I'm not skeptical of myself. So do you think, uh, David Grusha is like the new Bob Lazar? I mean, there's potential for it. One of the things I heard, and I don't remember which, where I read about it, but he's not quite Bob Lazar because Bob Lazar claims to have firsthand knowledge. This guy knows. Just has information. Yeah. He know he's got information from people working on this. Yeah. And the, the, where he was, working he had to have that information to help with whatever they were studying and stuff so let's not pretend to understand it but yeah yeah i mean there were a lot of big words in there and oh it's keep it's me er- away from those Am it's right? early in the morning i've had one cup of coffee i have a couple i have a couple stories i'll throw in cool christian do you have a couple stories that you could throw into this episode as well yes exactly because we're all about the stories wow. i love how things flow yeah through the years there have been sightings and experiences with things that are thought to be from space. Most of what fills the modern information began shortly after World War II with things like Roswell and the Kenneth Arnold 
Arnold experience, and I'm sure there's a billion others. So if I didn't mention your favorite one, I'm sorry. We know you're out there. The Kevin Arnold experience? Kenneth. Oh. That's his name, right? The Tom Arnold experience? No. I don't know. Who the fuck is Kenneth Arnold? Am I supposed to know that name? Yes. Well, I don't. I don't know. Sorry. There's a lot of folks. Hey, Siri, who is Kenneth? Uh Who is Kenneth Arnold? In the UFO community. Did Siri just say "Uh uh-huh to you? Mm -hmm. Wow. The disrespect. We have a casual friendship. Relationship. Oh, of course. You can't ask freaking AI anything about paranormal or aliens. Uh, Well, actually, none of that is real. Yes. (laughs) Submit to your captors. You're like, oh, okay, sorry. Back to my job. Well, if for some reason, I'll look this up later. If for some reason I'm butchered that name you got to cut that's the tom collins experience what was it called the kenneth arnold experience wasn't he the pilot in washington dc that oh maybe you think i know the names of the pilots no i know the experiences okay i'm not trying to okay so moving on okay so in this next segment i'm going to give scott oh cool and our listeners a few cases that seem to support to support grush from again the 1981 book mj12 and the rule of the hangar 18 by Timothy Green Beckley. And I have a feeling we're going to use this book again in another episode, mm. especially if people are interested. Majestic 12, we've already touched on that. But, but this is, like I said, it's a weird book I got, and it's got some good information. I'm going to follow it up here. Okay. But after we go over these little stories, I'm going to attempt to throw some cold water on this with the callback to the Project Bluebeam episode we did. Wow, and everyone's buttholes just puckered, just puckered right up. Like, cool, thanks, Christian, way to go. Way to go, way to really drop that wet blanket hard and fast. Is that a wet blanket, or is that just, like, you maybe... You cold water, number one. All you're missing is technically a blanket. So, yeah, I'd say that, that falls under the category. I still think it fits. It might be scarier if I'm... A t- Calling back Project Blue Book. Ooh, book. scarier. Did I say Blue bit Book or? Project? You said Blue Beam. Yeah, Project Blue Beam, which okay. is what I meant to say. Cool. Pro- Project Cool Beans. Hmm. That's what we need is cool beans. I don't really like beans. Hmm. None of them. Human beans, doggy beans, catty beans, none of them. Hmm. <laughs> I just, sorry, man. Yeah. Can we continue, please? Yes. <laughs> Okay, this is from the CIA Worldwide UFO Reporting System. I've never heard of this. So this is from the book. says it like it's legitimate, but I didn't know the CIA had a worldwide UFO reporting system. So we're just going to assume that this is correct. And we're going to hear about a brief transcription of a French radio broadcast extracted from a German magazine, which is how the CIA does a lot of stuff. They Do you ever go in there and look at stuff where, where people are like, the CIA just published this? And then you go and click on a couple of things and it's just a newspaper article some idiot read, wrote in some town that they just read. In. Yeah. And 99% of it's redacted. Or it's so ridiculous that it doesn't even matter. Like, why would the CIA read this? Anyway, it said that a flying saucer, which recently fell in Spitsbergen, has been studied by eminent Norwegian and German rocket experts. The saucer had no crew and was about 47 meters and made of an unknown steel alloy. It had a transmitter with a nucleus of plutonium transmitting at 934 hertz, which was unknown at the time. Alien beings. Mm -hmm. The CIA put no credence to the report, but still looked into it. This is like, well, that's clearly bullshit, but we got some time to spare. Yeah, it's so this is like late 40s, early 50s when this happened. It's kind of funny, like we get the whistleblower now, but we've had these stories 
for a long yeah. time about well, stuff well, being like, found. Every handful of years is a really like big whistleblower that comes out, and then you know the Kardashians pose naked somewhere, and everyone forgets about it, and then it just gets brushed under the rug. And then a few years later, it's like, turns out we're hosting arm wrestling competitions with alien beings, and and then it's like, oh, yeah, whip your tits out, Kim. It's time. It's time. And then people forget about it. And then, ah, oh, did you find out the government is actually poisoning us through cows? Oh, who knew? Like, there's always something big that comes out and then it gets like, that's why I can never get excited about information anymore, because it's always brushed under the rug. 24 hour news cycle. Well, like this, this topic, I, I'm amazed that people can still be so excited because of all the misinformation through the years. Yeah. And, and then, you know, there's nothing going to come of it. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. This guy could be spitting 100 percent hot fire true facts and it's just gonna get brushed on the way i don't know man even a skeptical person like me feels some momentum that i'm not sure like i'm not quite able to say nothing's gonna come of it like i used to because there's a lot of momentum that's picking up and it's and that's even scarier then because then what if shit actually does come about and then we're living in an entirely different world filled with fire beings allegedly hired beings well then in that case just being allegedly I mean, who knows what we'll end up with. The beans might come and save us that might be like the old 1980s TV show V for those that I know a couple people that listen to us like where they come and eat us. Okay. A series of 1960 top secret intelligence information reports from Hong Kong document a way of wave of UFO sightings over the Sinking province in China in late 1958 or 59. So this also goes to support the fact that Bruce was saying that other countries, allies and enemies have mm. also have come across this material. Yeah. So. So why don't we just open it all up and say, hey, this is what we got. What do you got? Because at the end of the day, we're all human beings and this is an outside threat. So exactly. And that's. Kumbaya, let's come together right now over someone else. And we, we have come together at certain times. I'm not sure this is going to be one of them because this technology can be used for war, theoretically. Theoretically. With a high probability of theoretically in there. One of the reports mentions a Kazakh peasant that found an object in the hills, which they believed had emitted the light seen over Arzalon. He he handed this over to the local government office in Arzalon. Never to be seen again. Whatever he handed over. That's usually the way it goes, yeah. I found something that kind of connects to this, but also connects to the fact that we were talking about Lockheed earlier. Mm. And this is from Reddit, from UAP Chaser FL92. He says, I have a relative who, who retired from Lockheed Skunk Works after almost 40 years of working there. Which so this, Dad? I know, that's kind of <laughs> weird. Like, yeah. um, he retired a couple years ago and said him and a few buddies who worked there may want to speak to Congress. Told me that he's heard UFOs be brought up many times in meetings, but that they never called them aliens, just said that they were referred to as the others, in quotes. The others, God. He is very patriotic and takes his duty very serious, so would never reveal military tech secrets to me. He said his phone is tapped and he is monitored by the government because of things he worked on. He would work for months at a time at a facility and frequently be sent to Djibouti for weeks as well. Today. Sorry, the child in me always reacts to the word Djibouti. Yeah, I know, it's it's hard, man. He said him and his buddies have reasons to think that the rumors are true regarding crash retrievals and said he has seen some wild things. Told me that he suspects these people in the government are letting these stories come out to the public because they want China 
Not your daughter, the country. I mean, not my daughter. I was like, I don't have my a daughter, daughter named China. My, my daughter, your wife. Um, but this, we're talking about the country. They want China to know we have some some form of secret weapons in case we get into a hot war with them that goes nuclear. A way to warn them without saying it outright. I think he worked on some form of surveillance systems for drones and satellites, but not positive. Mm. I mean, that is something we would do. We would release information like that just to warn our ad potential adversary. We're stronger than you may think. Yeah, but you you think we're the only ones that have this? You think aliens are like, oh, we're going to go talk to America. No, they probably talk to every country in the world. I think whatever they're finding doesn't mean anything like we're going to see aliens anytime soon. I think if we have retrieved stuff from crash sites or whatever, you know, we've tried to reverse engineer it and it is part of our weapon successfully. System. Yeah. We've successfully reverse engineered plenty of stuff. Like we don't see it, but well, one of the things I might support, like use as, as a way of supporting is like we, the SR 71, mm. which was, a you know, a legendary jet that it was. still holds records officially mm -hmm. has been retired for 20 years or so. Yeah. And when was it made? The, the first first time I know of it flying was late 50s. Yeah. So it's been, what, almost 80 years since that? 60, 70 years? Yeah. And we don't use, we retired it because we don't need it anymore. Mm. So, and technically, now we have drones. I mean, just think how fast you could fly with the drone because you don't have to protect a human. Yeah. Who Balls knows to the wall. What the hell we have and how we got our come up with that science on our own it's possible because we have smart people i mean look how quick we went from the wright brothers to jet planes to the moon that wasn't very long mm. um so we have smart people yeah but if this the stories that we're hearing about are true we have some technology and a lot of smart people that could reverse engineer it and put it in our weapon system sadly how do we know Earth isn't just a big game of like Age of Empires for alien civilizations? Sometimes it makes you wonder, right? Like now we're going to advance our civilization to nuclear. It used isn't to that be great? thousands of years ago that was like, that's the way it was, but it was the gods playing a mm. game. Now it's like, okay, maybe it's aliens. Is there a difference? I mean, not to some if people. If we are the nothing more than puppets to the puppet masters, one and the same. Yep. I mean, I mean, you know, there's obviously my beliefs I'm not going to get into again, but you know, I mean, it's, it's a little demonic. I can tell you that. And I have a sound clip, but I don't feel like finding it from you saying that as well. Yeah. But yeah, I, I believe that it's all just mind games. I have a spot in here when I, when I say it's demons. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, that's terrific. Yes. Maybe I'll cue that up yeah. and I'll leave this one for the, the other episodes. Not black men. So, so in 1958 in Thailand, a document was written by the American consul in Chiang Mai, to a, and this was to his superiors. This was February 9th, 1958. It said that many people in Chiang Mai reported seeing a low-flying, fast-moving object with white vapor or smoke trailing behind. Many of the witnesses were Americans in the area. It landed in the mountains about 14 kilometers east of the city. The vice consul, the vice consul, I don't know. I read that word all the time. I can read. Yeah. The vice consul, Robert G. Brewster, and a political analyst, which kind of is code for CIA, mm. went with villagers and police to the area. Locals reported tremors when the UFO crashed. They got oh. the shakes? I mean, the ground shook. Oh. Not they shook. <laughs> He's got a case of the morbs. <laughs> 
speaking of which, I'm gonna we need to bring that that term back. What the morbs? I've never heard of that term. It's old Victorian slang for like being morbid. Oh, that's awesome. He's got a case of the morbs. I kind of like that. I can't do that accent though. The it's fine Victorian accent. Drink up. The consul offered money to locals who could find the debris, and there were no reports from the U.S. government on whether anything was ever found, of course. Mm. Another story I found there is a fascinating connection to Henry Kissinger with a report out of Pretoria, South Africa. You know who Henry Kissinger is, right? I know of the name. I Off the top of my head, I can't say who or what he did, but yeah. I think some people in other countries want him to go be before the courts for being a war criminal. He's basically considered by other countries a warmonger. Oh, well, he sounds great. But he's advised a lot of our presidents. That also, that does not sound great. Yeah. During 75 and 76, 1975 and 76, there were a series of telexes from the American embassy in Pretoria, South Africa, and Kissinger in Washington, D.C. This was apartheid South Africa, so it's probably not surprising to see Kissinger involved. And it refers to a metallic ball with an unidentified fate letter, faint lettering that had fallen in Cape province. It had been recovered and analyzed by South African authorities. Kissinger wanted it brought to the U.S. for further study. But again, there's no record of what happened as of 1981. Wow, I'm sure it was all, you know, by the book and they just, oopsie-daisy, lost the paperwork on it. Yeah, I think that's just the way it goes. It's funny how they just kind of like... Somebody, something will report, this is what happens. And then all of a sudden it'll just be like, if we just forget about it, they'll forget about it. Yeah. yeah. Have you ever watched the show Veep? Yes. I was watching it I, yesterday. Yes. Yeah, so oh yeah, you're over, huh? I was <laughs> yeah. like, I was like, that's weird. So was I. No. Uh, I feel like that is 100% accurate depiction of how, I mean, it's hilarious, but I also feel like that's very accurate of how the country is run. I, I dog we, eat dog. Everyone just out for themselves. Well, like what was the Kevin Spacey show on? Netflix? Uh, How to Touch a Boy and Get Away with It. No, not that one. Oh. Uh, House of Cards. Yes. I felt like that was a lot of it, too. Mm. Like, the way they they enter... That's what I found it such a fascinating show before I found out about Kevin Spacey. But, Mm. I mean, you're like, okay, now I get it a little bit more. Now I know why we're screwed up. Because they're just like us. Except worse. And with a lot of money. (laughs) They're just like us with a lot of money and power. Yeah. Can you imagine if your family operated the same way that, like, the government runs good grief man we'd all need counseling yeah which makes us since we all need counseling maybe maybe that's the way the family does run so anyway i got one last story and it's kind of an interesting one this is the crash. i'll be the judge of that christian hmm? i'll be the judge of that you will be the crash of july 7th 1948 almost very patriotic almost a photographer assigned to white sands new mexico who was whose most exciting times prior to this were when he had to take photos of nuclear detonation sites in the area. That was a little demonic. Yes, it was. The source had heard that at approximately 1322 hours, so 122, I'll go with regular U.S. time or the way, I don't know what they call it, but the normal time. but Not military time? Not military time gotcha. for the sake of... What, our idiot listeners, Christian? Is that no, what you're saying? No, our people that didn't mm. serve in the military. Okay, well, I served at McDonald's for six years, and that's how I learned military time. Uh, so you don't have to be in the military. I worked for a hotel company and that's how I learned because Mm. a lot of places, that's just the easiest way to do it in other countries. Yep. They really do be like that. So anyways, 
was 1.22 p.m. DEW early warning radar. I have no idea what that was, but it's... It's due. It's water formed on the early morning radar. Yeah, it helps track an yeah. object moving at speeds of 2,000 miles per hour when it crossed into Washington State, flying south by southeast. You can ask my dad what the DEW is. I'm sure my dad, his work with Lockheed and uh, Northrop was all radar related. So see now the fact that he was working with Lockheed, my dad worked with Lockheed. Do you ever feel like maybe the government was like, they set this podcast up. Yeah. We're the misinformation. No, oh God. They're, they're like his kids and his kid mm. should have a kid. Then that, that kid can eventually serve the government in nefarious ways because mm, they're going to have a hard time doing that with my son. Tell you what, <laughs> he won't even listen to me. <laughs> That's what they're supposed to do at this age. But okay. So interceptors were sent up, but they could only catch metallic streaks going by metallic streaks, streaks. Mm. And again, this is 1948. So I'm pretty sure we didn't have jets yet, but maybe I don't know what to believe anymore. Christian, I'm going to be completely honest with you. No idea. There's Alexander the great talking about UFOs. So there's, there's, you know what? This is probably right at the beginning of when we started getting to that point. Hmm. Of Alexander the Great? No, Jets. Oh, Jets. Okay, I was like, I think it might have been a little past that. But Yeah. Two fighter pilots out of Diaz Air Base in Texas heard the I'm chatter. Sorry. Just to clear that up, did you say out of Diaz airspace? Diaz. Diaz. Yeah. Okay, you you read that too fast. It sounded like out of the ass. Diaz. Out of Diaz Air Base. In Texas, heard the chatter and decided to head off the craft by getting into position over Albuquerque, New Mexico. Well, isn't that what they would do? Exactly. Hmm. As the UFO approached the F-94s and the pilots, it was about 2,000 feet above where the pilots were at 9,000 feet. It made a 90-degree turn without slowing. So that's a pretty drastic turn yeah, that's, when you're going that fast. Seriously. This was about 1 o'clock. Wait, no. All of a sudden, I can't read military time. Wow. When do you get you back to that hotel? Yeah, this was about two, two o'clock. 22. Nope, 14. <laughs> I was like, 22 is 10 p.m. All right, never mind. How dare you look down on me for military time and then just butcher uh, you it? You know like what it was? Because like like, I used to work like two to tens and it would be 14 to 22. And so when you said 2 p.m., I was like, 22. Yeah. Like an idiot. Yeah. And the truth is, I can read. And also, the truth is not we're here, and I have this open. Scott is so brilliant. So thank you for your grace in this moment. I still don't know what I was thinking. Then. Oh, what you're thinking? Yeah, when when I said you were so. Brilliant. Oh, you're thinking. I approve Christian this world. Damn, I tapped two. Fucked yeah, it up. <laughs> yes, you did. Radar units tracking the craft noted it slowed down, and other pilots in the area said it was wobbling. At about 2.13, it slowed to 90 miles per hour, and by 2.29, it disappeared from radar. That is 14.13 and 14.29, for those of you still keeping track. Yes. Triangulation was used to determine it had gone down in Mexico, in the state of Nue Nuevo León. We have a state called Nuevo León? No, this this is in Mexico. They have oh, a so state. Oh, said New Mexico. No. Sorry. No, we're jumping down to Mexico now. Oh, cool. Mexican military... Mexican military were alerted and the U.S. Army and Air Force rushed to the area. The, a naval intelligence officer, Commander Smith, who was in Mexico City, heard about the crash and went to the site. He arrived at about 8.10 p.m. After looking at the scene, the sources team was called in at about 8.50. Mm. They were told they were photographing a top secret airplane crash. And they're coming from the States. So they arrive at the site about 2.15 a.m. We can just roll right up. It's not our country. We can just be like, we're on our way. 
We we have a very close relationship with Mexico on these things. Do we? On this type of thing, yes. I've heard so many reports about how they work with our military when something like this crashes or mm. is seen in their area. Yeah. So, well, hey. I mean, what can they say? No, you can't come in here. You have all the... I mean, all right. Well, here's the deal. Give us your horchata and... Uh, yeah. Hit the bricks because we own you. That's... I mean, sometimes that's how the U.S. acts. Mm. That was a little demonic. Mm. Mm. When they arrived, when they arrived, they found a disc-shaped object still smoldering and smoking 12 hours after the crash. That's probably pretty bad for its lungs. Probably. They thought it to be an unearthly object built with what looked like earthly materials. There was no wiring, rubber, glass, plastic, wood, or paper products. And por portions seemed to be held together by, by bolts, earthly bolts, but mechanics could not turn them when they tried. Scattered fragments seem to be made of the, of the type of foil found in cigarette packs. Do they still have foil in cigarette packs? Uh, most of the, some might. I, I know they, they kind of stuck to, um, like paper. Yeah. Cause back That's in like the a glossy paper now almost. Yeah. Back in the day, I think from the time from the forties on mm. in, until the probably eighties yeah. or nineties, it was foil. I remember in my Vegas days, they had, I want to say like Paul Malls or whatever had, uh, aluminum. Like it, the little thing you rip off was kind of aluminum, but yeah, of course, I don't know anymore. Of course, Paul Malls would. Yeah. Shout Stop. out. <laughs> Shout out to bad decisions in my youth. Yep. And current times. Now, there was a body here. It was badly burned and the source photographed it. It was still within the burning craft. So after taking some pictures, the soldiers on site removed the bodies and laid it out so more photos could be taken. When a photographer asked what it was and where it came from, he was told by a higher ranking official. It's paper mache and mind your damn business. He was told not to ask so close. The body was four foot six inches tall. The head was large compared to the body, of course. That's classic. The fire had taken its eyes, but the sockets were large. Gross. It's, it seemed like it had 180 degrees of vision. I don't know what our normal vision is, but I guess according to it's this. less than 180 I degrees, guess, I can tell you that much. I guess so. Yeah. There was no visible nose or mouth, but the openings were there. And then army doctors arrived on the scene on the morning of July 8th. They spoke while the source took pictures of their examination. This is a part that is kind of weird to me coming up. There were no teeth or tongue in the mouth and no apparent duct hatching the digestive system. So it couldn't digest food, but it had a digestive system? It couldn't eat. Yeah, it couldn't get the food that it ate to the digestive system. So how would it? And here's my theory. The real aliens made these things. And we're like, well, they're not going to look in its mouth and body, obviously. No, they just, whatever they're doing, they don't need to feed them. Maybe they're like, uh, not a real, because there are reports that things we see. Hmm. Are like drones of some kind. Yeah, drones. Yeah. So. Androids. So, well, why, why even have a stomach at that point? Or I mean, they didn't really say. There's, just, there's no duct, but they didn't say, well, there's maybe no. They, they didn't, maybe they, no duct to a digestive system means that maybe there wasn't a digestive system or maybe they have some other kind of. They got to plug them in or feed them via yeah. tubes. Who knows? But that's crazy. That is crazy. There are no no reproductive organs were visible by human standards because, of course, that's what humans do. They want to know about the yeah. sex. And that's not how androids reproduce, I believe. I don't think there's I any mean, android banging not or in, clapping cheeks. I mean, in you know? some movies they do. Weird. Blade Runner. Weird reference, but all right. Yeah. They were Battlestar Galactica even, probably mm -hmm. even Star Trek. Wow. They were, 
They were surprised to see no stratified muscle fiber in any of the extremities. That's what I would actually be more most curious about is, is there or is there not stratified muscle, what'd you say? Fiber. Is there or is there not stratified muscle fiber in their extremities? I mean, that's the first question I'd ask. That show up on a scene and be like, number one, stratified muscle fibers? No? Yes? And also, what is that? Mind my damn business? All right. I can do that. No stratified muscle fiber. And so if it has no stratified muscle fiber, does it have a di- does its mouth connect to the digestive system? No. Let me tell you what we have here. Mm. Right? Yeah. yeah. I'd have all the answers pretty quickly because I'm intelligent. So the hands had four digits. The only fluid in the veins was colorless with a slight green cast and a strong sulfurous odor. You know what that so is? Demons. That was a little demonic. Yes. They're demons. That was a little demonic. They're demons. All right, Christian, we get it. That was a little demonic. All right. Hey. I sound when you do it like that, I sound like one of them little yappy dogs that gets all excited. I know. Bouncing yeah. around. Sulfuric, huh? <laughs> I mean, man, look. I, I know wrote demons in the script. You did. You I, finally did. You're finally coming coming to terms with what the reality of our situation is. So any thoughts mm. now that we've kind of gone through I mean, outside of them being demons, most definitely. I don't know. I don't know what thoughts I have. Why do you think people believe aliens are demons? Is uh, it because there's well, only... People that are actually like religious and read stuff, like there's correlation between a lot of what you read and a lot of what we discover about alien life well, and about the deception that like the, in the grand scheme of things, you talk deception, you talk like the master plan for whatever the you know, antichrist or the demons or devil or Satan or whatever you want to call it, fallen angels, take your pick. But there's a lot of scripture that actually points to not only humanity being deceived and like guarding your heart from that deception and all kinds of stuff like that, that if you're a believer in God or Christ or whatever you want to say, these things line up. Like it doesn't have to be otherworldly beings. Like as far as we're concerned, the heavens and the earth were created for the glory of God, that we can look up and see this beautiful creation and be like, wow, what a gigantic God we serve, right? It is beautiful. Yeah. And so doesn't mean that there has to be alien life out there. It could, according to the Bible, or whatever was created for us, for yeah. us to look at. And that's cool, you know, in that its would... own right. But outside of that, so if that was the case, and if you believe that, then the deception that you hear the aliens that are quote unquote discovered or talked about, the other life forms, whatever, especially when I mean, you talk grays and stuff, it could be weird abominations. It's abominations of God. It's creations that are not of God. It's things that have taken the creation of God, twisted it into these weird creatures, and then are now trying to deceive humanity with them or whatever. Like that's, I'm, I'm saying that I'm not 100% sold that they're demons. I think they're demons, but I could be proven wrong. Who knows? But it falls in line with that deception theory, you know, and so I can see it. I think it falls in line if if you're a believer. Yeah. And if you're, this would have been so much better if I had that lined up. How could you know what I'm going to say though? Well, I was going to say I'm definitely still a believer, but I don't have that one queued up, unfortunately. So I'll just go back to, I'm going to steal the Declaration of Independence. What a stupid choice. But you know what? It's abbreviated, so I didn't know what it was. Yeah, sorry. But it was a little demonic. Everything's demonic to a Christian. In a Christian world. Anyway, I mean, it's it's really fascinating to see the demonic stuff come out of it. But also, I think that's part of the... Yeah. It's, well, not, just, just, it's not just Christianity that labels crazy things demonic. Other sure. other religions yeah. do it, too. And I'm saying, like, like most of your, like, run-of-the-mill, I go to church on Sunday Christians, they don't even have, like, the, the ties to the crazy stuff. You know what I mean? Like, people that are listening to this podcast are not Christian or have maybe listened to other podcasts that, that kind of tie these things together and be like, there's a lot of weird correlations here that line up with not only our beliefs, but the crazy shit you see in the world. 
I, I think those people have maybe a, a better grasp of why it could possibly be demonic other than just someone telling you, oh, at, at church being like, oh, if you see UFOs, it's demons, you know, because they're not actually giving you any information on that. They're just telling you to believe that. And so half of the Christian population are probably like, well, my pastor said they're demons, so I guess they're demons. And the other half of people are like, I've heard enough shit and read the Bible enough to know that there's a lot of weird correlation here and maybe they're demons. It could be alien life. Who fucking knows? But personally, just based on everything I've, I've read about or learned or heard it lines up it tracks maybe it's biblical misinformation about the aliens being oh, jesus demons. i mean wow it was humans then that wrote that stuff so maybe they were uh, you know maybe maybe they didn't always oh god said it exactly like this yeah they maybe some of them added their own opinion in there well, I'm made sure. it a little bit doing what humans do yeah but not even doing what humans do like stories even stories that aren't from the Bible, but are written by people that aren't in the Bible, but from that time period, all reflect back to the same thing. Demons like, aren't real? Uh, no, actually. In a Christian world. That was a little demonic. So, but yeah, no, there's a lot of... There are no demons. In my opinion, hmm. there are demons in your opinion. So we've established that for all yeah, our new listeners. For sure. If you guys were wondering, if you're new to the show, that is the theme. There are demons and there are not demons. And... We won't argue. We we may argue about it, but we won't tear each other threats. So. Yeah, we've done that plenty. It's fine. Drink up. But um, anyway, moving away from demons. I don't want to. No, I, know. <laughs> I want to talk about demons. Some that's more. the problem with people that believe in demons. They always want to talk about them, and the rest of us are just tired of demons because demons are scary. What do you think comes next after this whistleblower stuff? Uh, I think Kim Kardashian is gonna whip her shirt off, gonna flash those bad boys for the world to see. And everyone's going to forget. I don't think it's going to be her. It'll have to be somebody else. Or... Mm, that's true, yeah. She's like a lawyer now or some shit, so... Or she's just not as interesting to people. It'd have to be a newer How person. How dare you? It's going to be Khloe Kardashian, sorry. Yeah, I mean... It that pains more me sense. that I actually know the names of the Kardashians. It pains me that, that you do, too. Mm. I don't think it's that, though. I mean, let's go back to Project Bluebeam. What if this is all a distraction? Well, everything always is. What's coming? What's coming is China brokered a peace deal between Saudi Arabia and Iran, right? What's coming is the absolute destruction of the American dollar and our system in general. So we're going to have a war. Not only a war, we're going to fall into some pretty dark times. Not if we have a war. War pays all the bills. It does when your adversaries aren't brokering peace deals with more of your adversaries. If you get all these folks together against America, guess what? It doesn't turn out too great for Remember us. Remember what the Lockheed guy said. We're releasing this information to... That to, doesn't matter. That doesn't matter. I think it does. I think people... What, to like threaten them? Be like, yeah, come at us, bro. I mean, we do threaten a lot of countries. Oh, well, yeah, hell yeah, we do. You know why? Because USA, that's why. Because we think we're badass and in all honesty... I mean, we kind of are badass. We spend a lot of money on our military. Our military is very well trained compared to other countries. Sure. We're pretty badass. To an extent, yeah. But we're also kind of bullies. And look, I was raised as patriotic as they come, but we are fucking bullies. We, but also it benefits us. It benefits us financially. It benefits us with the you know, swing of power, sure. But it doesn't benefit the world globally. We're not doing great things in the world. I, I'm No, it benefits us as citizens of the United States. As investors in the stock market and whatnot. Sure. It can. At I times. Mean, not right now, but sure. I mean, we're, we feel safe enough to have a podcast that has not always, it has views that don't always align with the government in power. I'm going to tell you, our podcast is pretty milk toast compared to the shit that's out there. So, that's what I mean. Yeah. They, like, they, we live in a society where we're able to do this stuff. Yeah. I mean, and that's there's, fine. there's other societies where if 
they're not allowed to have podcasts that talk about things we talk about because yeah so i mean our power is not used for good things enough i it gives us in this country and other countries that align with us a lot of good stuff not perfect because it's even close it's, it's politics it's corruption yeah um, and that's and not ever a good and number one humans humans you know we, we are a difficult group of animals yeah i i hope that we start having it the information that i've wanted since i was a kid mm-hmm. that, the, that the adults when i was a kid wanted way back yeah. in the 40s and 50s i'm not convinced i'm not convinced there's aliens Pro- yeah it's probably not gonna happen they're demons though so i that... definitely know they're not demons i think there's a better chance of aliens than demons would you say there's also a better chance that they are supernatural beings no alien uh, beings i'm not convinced they're real i don't know man. i think we have a lot of reported crashes reported sightings we still lack evidence, and that's what we need. No, and we lack evidence, but the people that have the evidence don't. We, the you know, idiots of the country, don't. But the higher ups, they for sure do. So you're just being ignorant at this point. Like it's impossible that we don't. It's impossible that we don't. You know what's funny is, and I'm we're, I don't want it to be political, but it's too late. I heard there was a, a candidate in the next election that said he would de- declassify all the information okay you know what everyone says that and then everyone has everyone has a look of sadness when they realize that they can't because there's something crazy there what do they what happens when they get into office thinking they're gonna release information and all of a sudden they're like never mind Mm. what were they threatened with i want to get up there i want to like stand on the rooftop and call out to the aliens to come see me you know what i actually have and i saved it not sure if i'd be able to use it in this but i took a screenshot of it and maybe we'll close it out on this this was talking about aliens. It was like, of, of course, Reddit is nothing but alien posts right now. But someone commented mentioning the Whitley Strieber, or Stryber thing, right? Yes. Well, I read that book. Yeah. So he said, I remember Whitley Stryber saying that a friend of his, oh, what they were saying is, do you think aliens live among us? And have you ever had an encounter with something that you just felt off about someone? You're like, was that an alien? And so this person, uh, the name was Sugar Reef commented, I remember Whitley Stryber saying that a friend of his saw some weird looking people looking at his book Communion in a bookstore and laughing at it. There was also some other guy that was saying you can go to any crowded place, an airport terminal, I think was the example he used, and somehow sincerely ask for them to reveal themselves, relieve themselves, that's not good, reveal themselves. He claims inevitably you can calmly look around, you'll see somebody looking right at you, then they smile knowingly, and they get up and disappear into the crowd like Hannibal Lecter at the end of Silence of the Lambs. Zero evidence of these claims, but spooky to think about. I think if they are as advanced as all the evidence points to, they should have no trouble remaining incognito in crowded places. And so there is, like even that one guy, I can't remember his name right now, David something or other, um, says that you can go out on a clear night and you can pretty much will them to like show up. I've heard that before, but... So, but anyone that is going to be in a crowded place, just try this, just try this take five minutes, sit down, try to like communicate and see if anyone does look at you and smile and disappear into the crowd. Cause if, if that's, that points, that's not a psychic thing to me that points to spiritual. And that's another point for demons. I'm sorry, but why would that not be a psychic thing? Because can you imagine and it's and spiritual at the same time, if it's a psychic thing, if you're, if you're walking through a crowded airport, and you feel somebody looking at you and, the, and then you no, look not over that. and they are, that's psychic thing. Not, no, not, you're openly communicating to anyone in the room, 
right? And what so if you're, but everyone has thoughts. And so if you're walking through an airport and you're a psychic and you're just picking up on everyone's voice, then that like you wouldn't be able to make heads or tails of it. But if you're, you're if it's a spiritual thing and it's like, you know, we've kind of talked about like prayers or whatever being beacons. And if you are in that spiritual realm and you can kind of pick up on a beacon, you'd be able to pinpoint where it's coming from. You know, if someone was trying to reach out to you. And same with if they're like light years away in space and you're like, please let me see you. And then a like bright light appears in the sky or some shit. Like, tell me that's psychic, man. That's that's spiritual. And that's creepy as hell. Why wouldn't it both be both? Well, in a Christian world, no. Spirit- I don't know. Christians do not have the trademark on spiritual. Let me just no. put that out there. I mean, I know Christians believe that sometimes. No, no but, Christian believes that. But there are other people that can be spiritual in this world. Yeah, it's a and spiritual realm. By being spiritual, it might also be considered psychic if they can compu- communicate telepathically with an entity across the universe. But then you're just muddying the waters. You're Instead of calling it what it is, you're calling it what it's not. What you're is, giving it a fake term. I don't understand what you're saying. Are you saying I'm not saying it's it's spiritual enough? You're like muddying Christian it. Enough? Yeah. No, no, it's not it's that it's not be Christian, more Christian enough. Yeah, actually, in a Christian world, it does. But outside of that, I don't understand why you say that because I'm Christian. Oh God. And in Here my we go. world, no. Here I'm we sorry. go, folks. No, <laughs> I'm sorry. No, you don't even believe in a spiritual world. You believe in. I uh, don't. I. I don't. You can't say that I don't believe in. A I can say that world. because I don't believe. Go back it, and listen to the Astral Plane episode. I don't believe in any one particular religion's world. I believe that what is ever, ever is out there hmm. will not be understood by me or you. Well, that is something we can agree on. And it doesn't really matter as long as we understand. We Like our belief in what is around us is very limited by what we can perceive. Yeah. And, our, and what our focus is. And that's hmm. not always on the same thing. And, and it's not a judgment. One way or another, I think everybody's focus is where it should be right at that time. Mm. Doesn't, you know, anyway. It's, I mean, we're pushing two hours right now, so yeah, we're going to close it out. Yeah. I feel like as per usual, this is like a homage to the old days when we didn't, we didn't stay on topic at all ever. And that's fine. Honestly, drink up. But it's, uh, yeah, for the OGs in the audience, you know who you are. All three of you. But beside that. Give us your thoughts. You know, we can sit here and flap our gums till the cows come home. But uh, I really didn't expect flapping our gums to go to the spiritual dimension it did. But it was fun. Mm. I knew we would go weird directions with this topic. Yeah. So I was kind of excited for it. Yeah. And it's always fun to talk about and discuss. But we want to hear what you guys think, actually, on not just the topic at hand, but also the topics that weren't at hand that we pulled into it. You give your thoughts, comment, find us on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube at Freaky Deaky Pod, at TFT Paranormal on TikTok. And if you have a story of your own, uh, UFO, UAP, whatever you want to call it, or otherwise, send it into the gang at thefreakydeaky.com, and we can squeeze you into those sweet, sweet listener story episodes which we will have coming in the near future again. Tell us what you think comes next in Disclosure. That's right. Tell us. Give us the answers. We want to know. That's right. We're just a couple of lunatics in a converted garage. We don't nothing, but we sure do like to talk, don't we? We're in Alaska. We might not even know what's going on in the rest of the real world. I can tell you right now, I have no idea of anything at any time. Yeah, me too. It's kind of nice. But it's the confidence of our delivery that is supposed to really share, you know, some some hope. I mean, when we sit down here, the journey that our listeners take is similar to the journey we're taking. We don't know what's coming out of our mouths sometimes. We we have have some scripted stuff, and then the rest is just 
craziness. Yeah, but the idea is we want people to feel like they're in the room with us when we do these episodes. We're not some, you know, scholars or anything like that. We're just regular folks talking about regular weird-ass shit the way the good Lord intended, all right? And uh, with that, no idea what's coming next week. So we'll see you next week. Tell your friends, rate and review the show on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, wherever you're listening. It truly does help us grow. And it's really the only thing that helps us grow at this point. You know, we've been getting steady numbers. We're very close to kind of stepping up to the next level with this podcast. And we need your help plain and simple so help us obi-wan kenobi you're our only hope we'll see you right back here next week on the frankity dinkity goodbye goodbye bye supernatural beings alien beings greater beings higher beings supreme beings a magical being it's not as alien beings magical beings but there's